Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. On a lazy summer day, 1965, Bainbridge Island, which is located in Washington State, was about to become the birthplace of a new pastime. Oddly enough, it all started with two dads and a teenage kid who was bored out of his mind. Both dads did a lot of thinking and then improvised on an idea to deal with the kid's boredom. They took a plastic ball, some wood, and a badminton court. And voila, Pickleball was born. Let's jump into this. Now, have you ever found yourself with an open weekend planning how to spend it with your friends doing something that all of you can enjoy? Yeah, you could play a game of football, but then you quickly remember the bruises you got in the last game. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that. Perhaps baseball. But then you have to gather lots of equipment and then hope you can find an open field to play. And then the porch light turns on. What's all this fuss I've been hearing about this game called pickleball? Forget football and baseball. Let's give this new sport a try. As I looked into this unique sport, I was surprised that it's been around for about 57 years. As of late, it's becoming one of the fastest growing sports in the United States and the world. So who is behind the creation of this oddly named game? Inventors of pickleball were Bill Bell and Joe Pritchard. Now, after playing a round of golf, Joel, a congressman from Washington, and Bill, a very successful businessman, returned to Pritchett's home on Brainbridge Island, not far from Seattle, Washington. Upon arriving home, Joel found his son, Frank Pritchard, 13 years old, looking very bored. He told his dad there was very little of anything to do on the island. Well, Joel replied, telling his son, well, you know what, when I was a kid, we made up games. And Frank, with his teenage bravado, said, Oh, really? Well, then why don't you come up with a game? Well, Joel was not one to run away from a challenge. No sooner than his son threw down the gauntlet, he and Bill went to work. As it turns out, in the backyard of Joel's house was a badminton court where Pritchard's parents had paved a 44 by 20 foot regulation court. He looked at the court, and the wheels in his mind started turning. Okay, they had the playing field. Well, now what? An old plastic perforated ball and a pair of ping-pong battles were on the grass. Another idea. Well, good thing they weren't baseball bats. With the badminton net already up, Joel and Bill grabbed their paddles and started hitting the plastic ball back and forth, improvising as they went. As they played this new, unnamed game, they soon discovered that the paddles just didn't feel right in the hands. Well. Enter Barney McCallum. Now, Barney was your neighborhood handyman. Every neighborhood has one of these guys. After learning what Bill and Joel were up to, he said, Hey, can I get in on this? Sure. So he crafted new paddles that were more fitting for the new game. Now, it was later that Barney would have a role in further developing the game's equipment and rules. So the game needed a name. Why Pickleball? Now, there are two versions of how this name came about. And the first version is according to Joan Pritchard, Joel's wife. She called the game Pickleball because the combination of different sports such as tennis, badminton, and ping pong reminded her of the pickle boat and crew, where oarsmen were chosen from the leftovers of the other boats. Now, the second version comes from Barney McCallum. He says Pickleball was named after Pritchard's dog, Pickles, who would chase the ball and run with it. 
Now, some believe Pickles was named after the game was created. Well, as it turns out, the dog didn't join the family until a couple of years after the game was created. So, decide amongst yourselves which version rings right with you. Now, let's fast forward 57 years and where we are today with Pickleball. Let's start with why the sport has become so popular. The sport and equipment are really very simplistic, and perhaps that's part of the appeal. Pickleball is a hybrid of badminton, ping pong, and tennis. The ball has circular holes in it, while the paddle, about the size of a table tennis paddle, is rectangular. Now, it was the fastest growing sport in the country from 2019 to 2021, with an adoption rate of 39%, according to an industry group that tracks sport participation. With almost 5 million people now playing, almost double the number from just five years ago, according to the Sports and Fitness Industry Association, people are now saying that the sport is capitalizing on pickleball's spike in popularity. Part of the excitement about pickleball stems from the fact that it's so easy to learn. Unlike golf or tennis, one doesn't need months of training and long hours at the court or the golf course. For pickleball, all you need is good hand coordination and be in you know, fairly good physical condition. And brother, you're there. Think of this sport as a social sport, much like bowling. Now, I have neighbors who live next door to me who've taken up the sport, who were somewhat skeptical at first, wanted to play a game that had such a silly name associated with it. But when they tried it and kept playing more and more games, it didn't take long for them to say that they were addicted to the sport. My neighbor, who's taken up the sport in her retirement, told me she is so good with her swing that she's known on the court as the queen of deception. Apparently, she has a wicked serve, not to mention a great poker face. Stu Upson, the CEO of USA Pickleball, shared that in part, the COVID pandemic helped speed up the growth of the sport. I've shared a link on an interview on Sports Travel Podcast where Stu shares his thoughts on the popularity of pickleball and where he sees it's headed. So, what is the direction of pickleball? Where's it going? Well, the sport is going from being amateur to pro. Pickleball is proving to be very appealing to a wide range of corporate sponsors as the sport seeks new sources of revenue. USA Pickleball has two dozen brand partners, including gear makers and the online healthcare market. Of course, social media has helped spread the popularity of the sport. For example, I looked on Facebook and looked at Facebook groups. And I've discovered there's a site for Chicago that has 4,400 members. And there's another one in Seattle that has more than 3,000 members. And it keeps growing. The ability for a sport to find an audience quickly via social media is unprecedented, said Ben Shields, who lectures at MIT Sloan School of Management and studies the sports industry. Shields said, and I quote, I think if Pickleball, in its own humble way, can continue to grow its participation and find ways to make the sport a compelling fan product, who knows? 10, 20 years, it could be a very viable competitor in the global sports industry. End quote. There's talk now about getting the sport into the Olympics. For this to succeed, Pickleball needs competitive players in at least 75 countries. Well, so far, the International Federation of Pickleball has at least 70 member nations, and most of them joined in the past three years. Now, organizers are aiming for the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles as a demonstration sport. 
Now, you're probably asking yourself, well, what's the cost of equipment? Well, drumroll here, not too much, actually. Unlike other sports like baseball, golf, hockey, all you need to play the game is a paddle, a ball, and a court with a net. Check out my website that you can find on Apple or Google Podcasts, and you'll find a link in my script calling out pickleball equipment needed to play the sport. Now, some of my friends are so taken with the sport that not having a net doesn't stop them. Now, like Bill Bell and Joe Pritchett, they improvise. No location to play? Well, my friend and his wife used an elementary school parking lot down the street and brought their portable net and chalk to mark the lines. And trust me, age is no limit for this sport. My friends who I just mentioned say that the wife's mother is out there whacking the ball over the net, and she's 82 years old. So, 57 years ago, Pickleball was born. Today, where are the three creators of Pickleball today? Unfortunately, all three are gone. Barney McCallum passed away on November 19, 2019. He was 93. Bill Bell passed away at the age of 83, along with Joe Pritchett, who passed away at 72. Each of these three individuals had a part in creating a sport that has grown into high popularity over the years. Barney was the driver of equipment development. He figured out how to cut the paddles, what wood to use. He experimented with all kinds of materials for the paddles. And he played a pivotal role in creating the rules and contributed to the double bounce and non-volley zone rules. Bill and Joel were just coming home one day to find that Joel's son was just bored out of his mind. And to address his son's problem, Joel and Bill soon improvised a solution. You know, they, it didn't take long for them to kind of piece it together. You know, a couple of plastic balls, ping pong battles, and a perforated plastic ball, and Pickleball was born. For sure, coming up with a game to help Joel sign from being bored was not on their mind that day when they were coming home from having played golf. The legacy of the three founders remains. People from around the world make trips to the house on Bainbridge Island to see where Pickleball was born. At the house lays a plaque in their honor to what is known as court number one. What can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? Well, you know, there are those moments in life where one has an epiphany, a moment you didn't see coming, and where life placed you in the right place at the right time. And the takeaway? Well, the next time your kid says they're bored and don't know what to do, check your backyard for inspiration. And perhaps you just might come up with a game not yet known. And one more thing, to give a high five to Frank Pritchard for being so bored that summer afternoon. In part, thanks to him, we now have pickleball. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.